Prophetic Healing and Miracles Night. Ministry of Fire invites you to He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you. Prophetic Healing and Miracles Night. Ministry of Fire 
invite you to He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you. Within you there is holiness 
Him who loved us, Him and 
O Lord, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, manifest yourself in your power. Let every power challenging the power of God in my life be disgraced. Yes. Let every satanic plan that concerns my life be rendered a failure. For I will survive and I will reign with Christ for all of eternity. Yes, I will survive and I will reign with Christ through all of eternity. Amen. 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 You are the one true God. 
llegar Holy, holy, holy are you God Worthy, worthy are you our King
God for his faithfulness. I thank God for this week. I thank God for healing me. I thank God for my surgery. I thank God for the discomfort, for the pain, because he has been with me in a way that it amazes me. So today I can say to all of you that only God will get the glory. Only him is worthy. But in order for us to receive God's blessing, we need to obey his instructions. There's so many things that this afternoon the Lord was talking to me because I have so many questions, questions that are real, that maybe you have them. But yesterday, as I was talking to him and seeking him for certain things that I don't have an answer, I'm going to show you something that it is so important. I was talking to the Lord about the strongholds in the mind of the people. 
And I was saying, how come they don't get healed? How come? What is going on? And I want to share something that is very, very, very important to all of us. In Second Timothy four, I'm sorry, three fifteen Hebrew. I'm sorry, Hebrew three fifteen, and I'm going to read it, and I'm going to read some a paragraph that I found in a book that is going to help you understand this. This it says, today, if you hear the voice of God. Do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. The Lord has been dealing with this in my life for a while. So what he explained to me is that as we go day by day, listening to God's voice and moving according to what we hear him saying. What he said to me that when a person comes and this is what we're going to be talking today, we're going to talk, we're going to be talking today about oppression, obsession, and possession. All of this is part of all these curses. So he was telling me that the problem that we have is that God for a long time has been telling us not to do this, to do it this way. And he said it, what I felt, it is that he's sick and tired of giving instruction to us but we still doing what we want to do. And the, what the Lord was putting in my heart to share is that when that happened, this can take years of us being disobedient because his grace and mercy, he will give us one chance after another. The, when God brings correction to you, the way that you respond to the correction tells God, really, he already knew what's in your heart. And the biggest problem that we have is our heart. And he was telling me, and I'm going to read this, that it's, I, I I cried after I read and I listened to what he was saying. He was telling me that when there is a stronghold in people's life, that stronghold 
is always in the mind. And he explained to me that that stronghold is not something that will go easily because it says they are built with time as they open the door to the enemy. And then the enemy comes to fellowship with you. And what he was saying, it is that he tells us, uh, let's say, don't wear that dress, but we wear the dress. And God let it go. And then he tells uh, just whatever the Lord says to us, I, I don't want you to eat this food. And we stop eating that food for a while, but go back to the food. Maybe God is telling you, do not drink coffee. Maybe God is telling you, uh, uh, leave that relationship that you have. That person that is in your life is going to destroy your life. But you continue. And at the end of certain time, you decide or something happened that then you decide to stop it. God told you two years prior, but you didn't listen. So you are operating in witchcraft because you are in rebellion. This is not something that comes overnight into your life because God is so merciful. So as you disobey God one time and two and three and four, it's going to take years, like it says in this book, it's going to take years for that stronghold stay within your mind. Every time you disobey God, you are opening the door for the enemy to come and then you are ready to fellowship because you are fellowshipping. You are having a relationship with the enemy. This stronghold in your mind is going to continue to grow and grow and grow. The enemy is going to bring into your mind ungodly human reasoning, vain imaginations, worldly thoughts, lies. And one thing he loves to, you, to do for the people is to get you into a defiant attitude toward God. And I want you to hear this. These strongholds are not just merely wrong thoughts 
They are thoughts made alive and strong in the minds of men through demonic influence. What he was telling me, it is that these are the consequences of disobedience. Because everything in God has to do with obedience or disobedience. He said, I don't want no sacrifice. I want you to obey. And he was telling me that to get rid of a, a situation like that is not an easy one. And then you wonder why you don't prosper, why your life is backwards, why, why? This is not, you are not where you are because you disobey God one time. The Bible is very clear when he said that when we do not hear the voice of God and we want to do what we want to do, the time is come when he is going to say, this is it for me. You know what the word of God says. So don't think that your situation or my situation is something that just came overnight. But every situation, it has the root in disobedience. I want you to hear this. There was a, a man, and I'm going to play a prophetic word that just came forth because you see God always, he doesn't have to do it, but in his grace and mercy, he always confirmed. When he tells me to share something with you, which is, this is not what I had planned for tonight. But when God tells me that I have to do something, I have to do it. When I was sitting here, uh, Psalm 23, it was not in my mind. But God says, no, I want you to read Psalm 23. So what do I do? I read Psalm 23. Because I am sitting here, first of all, in obedience to his word. He is my king. He is my Lord. And whatever he tells me to do, I need to do. I don't want to find myself. I don't even want to say what the word of God says about that. And every curse that comes into our life, it comes because the, almost all of them because of disobedience. And I just want you to, I want to tell you from my heart, please, tonight, Go back, talk to God, ask forgiveness, ask him not to let you go because I'm here to tell you God is not going to waste time with us anymore. I'm telling you, this is not a time to play church. This is not a time to play God. This is a time to be in consecration living a humble life, praying, fasting, and waiting to hear from God.
but we are about our own business like nothing. I have said exactly what God wanted me to do. When we don't obey God, eventually, this is where you're going to come to. And one thing God showed me is that even we will run to someone to help us. And God will speak to that person and will say, don't touch that. Because God has given us an opportunity over and over to obey. And we want to do what we want to do when we want to do and stop complaining. There was a prophecy that just came forth and it was stop complaining. Start, start to give thanks. Don't put your eyes on the world. Don't watch the news. Just continue to hear what God is saying. We're going to talk a little bit about oppression. What oppression is. And we're going to continue to obsession and then possession. I know, and, and this is my opinion, and my opinion probably is worth nothing, okay? But this is what I, I personally feel that it could happen to us. And I feel that when they said a Christian person cannot be possessed, but it's also, you know, the word of God says, that if you're a Christian, then you are gonna, you're gonna obey the word of God. It means that you're not gonna do things that God already told you not to do. But if you continue to do it, I believe that you will be possessed. And we're gonna talk about that tonight. Um, what is oppression? What is obsession? And what is possession? And we're going to talk a little bit about all of that. Oppression, it says in Ecclesiastes 7, 7, that oppression makes a wise man mad and destroy the heart. There are different kinds of oppression. But what I want you to get out of this 
that you will understand. If there is a curse in your life, what is the solution? There is always one solution. Obey God. There are different kinds of oppressions, I said, but oppression is a tool of the enemy. And the only reason that the enemy wants to oppress you is because he doesn't want you or me to fulfill our destiny. The enemy wants to deprive you from those privileges that God has already chosen for you. You need to know where that oppression is coming from. But you also need to know that it is a tool from the enemy to destroy you. How many times we know that something is not right. And many times we don't want to accept it. And many times we don't know how to deal with it. Let me read this for you. It says, any power Any power that tries to make the wise foolish is not a power to joke or toy with at all. If you think that you can dine with the devil with a long spoon, he will climb on your spoon and get at you. Oppression wants to destroy your mind. One of the things that happen when you're oppressed is that you no longer are alert. Oppression can make you forget. Oppression can make you lose your focus. And if you know what I'm talking about, and if God wants me to share this with you, it's because only one reason. And the reason is because he wants to heal you. 
the question to you is, do you really want to be healed? And you might say, oh, yes, yes. That's not the truth for everyone. Okay. The three kinds of demonic manifestations are oppression, obsession, and possession. What does it mean really to be spiritually oppressed? It means that a force greater than you is coming against you. You are afflicted. You are under a yoke. Remember that it does not matter when we're talking about curses. It does not matter if it was from ancestors. It does not matter what it came from. You are the victim. You are the one that has the problem. For the enemy to oppress you, the enemy you gave access to the enemy. Somehow, somehow, somewhere, including evil dreams. Exchanging gift. The laying off of hands. Reading the horoscope. Consulting witches. And all of that falls into one category, which is disobedience. Remember, whatever we're going through, and I've been teaching since the beginning, it is you need to look inside. You need to go to God for God to do whatever it takes. Let me tell you, if you need to fast for 40 days, if you need to do whatever God tells you to do, You must do it because we're dealing with life and death. Remember this, the spirit of oppression does not live inside a man. But it is an outside influence 
from the spiritual realm. And we go back to Ecclesiastes 7, 7. How dangerous this is. Because the purpose of this is to destroy you. So this is not, this is not something for you to play around. What does it mean when we're talking about to being spiritually obsessed? Obsession means a form of a spiritual bondage which makes one addicted to a certain things. It could be food, it could be clothes, it could be friendship, it could be anything. Anything that you cannot live without it other than God. That's having an obsession. I just want you to know that hell is real. This hell is real and was never ever meant for born again children of God. So we have to take our spiritual life seriously. And we must live a holy life at all costs. Again, and I'm going to say this again because this has been the way that God is dealing with me. concerning everything he wants me to improve, to teach about. Because sometimes the people that are listening, they think that this is just a problem that I'm talking just to you. No, I'm talking to myself. So I will say again, and I know that Last Friday, I mentioned a little bit about it. This situation with the passing of the queen, God has used this situation over and over to teach me about what is to come. He has explained to me that the same way that his grandchild has lost everything, it is the same way that when we stand before God, God is going to say, who are you? To me, this process 
has been, it really has changed a lot within my heart. Because when I see everything that is going on during that time, I just see myself standing before God and the Lord saying to me, who are you? This is the time to ask questions to yourself. I do all the time and I ask God and I say, Lord, do whatever you need to do. We think that we're going to be, and because he's merciful, we're going to say that it's okay. I'm here to tell you it's not going to be that way. He loves us, but he's not going to accept disobedience. Disobedience has to be out of the picture. Holiness is what has to be in the picture. Obedience. You can be changing the world. You can be the person that want more souls for Jesus and you can be go before Jesus and he can say to you, who are you? Because that's not what God required for you to do. Everybody wants to do their own ministry. Whenever they see a need, they run because there is a need. Did God ask you to do that? The enemy, not because it is good, it means it is from God, but the enemy will love to distract you. It's not easy for you to turn the outside world inside your mind and follow Jesus. I've been going through that. I know that it's not easy because when you love people, you want to be there for the people. But in my life, that is over. God has something else to, but how can you say that? I am not saying it. God has said it and I have to accept it. One thing I'm learning is not to explain anything to anybody because if I myself don't understand what God is doing in my life, how can I explain it to you? But my life is to receive from him and whatever he deposited in me, give it to other people to prepare, to equip others so they can do greater works. My job is to build a foundation, a solid foundation in the word of God. I remember maybe uh, a couple of months ago, I honestly, I don't remember when, but the Lord said that I am not a mother because I have been a mother for many years. And God says, no, no, no more, you, you're not a mother anymore. I need you. I need your energy. I need your all 
in this project that I have given you. And I praise God because my passion, and I'm going to say that, it was just to always helping and, and, and depositing and being a mother, taking people by the hand. That's not my calling any longer. And if I choose to follow people and disobey God, I will end up in hell. People will never understand what God is doing in your life. And I'm not talking about weird things. But when a season has come to an end and God tells you, move away from this season, that's my responsibility. Because if not, I've been rebellious. And eventually, all these demons will come and take control. But we want to do what we want to do. Wherever there is a need, we want to go and fill that void. And that's not God. And that's very hard because when we had when we have a servant's heart, we want to help everyone. And it's hard. It's, it's, it's impossible. But the same way that you feel it's impossible, you need to obey God. Because you see, God has to be first. And the reason that you're in ministry is because God called you to be in ministry. And if he decides to go and clean uh, a hospital for a year, and don't say one word or don't speak or don't do a podcast or don't do a TV, absolutely nothing. That's what you have to go and do. Can you imagine if the Lord will tell one of us not to speak for a year? I experienced that. I experienced that. It was not a year. But I remember that it was three months. We have too much sometimes to say and nothing to show forth. We always have an answer, but we don't have a testimony. And God wants us to have a testimony because when you have a testimony, no one can take that away from you. You see, when you have a testimony, you don't need to speak because when you come into a room, people will know you're different. The prophets in America, out really outside America and in America, because I hear I have many prophets that I respect, and they're all preaching the same. Wake up. 
this is your last chance in America, in Africa, in, in Germany, everywhere. Every, every one of the prophets is saying, wake up, this is your last chance. So you know that when you are spiritually obsessed with whatever it is, can, you, can I tell you that you can be even obsessed with the things of God? Thank you, Holy Spirit. You can be even obsessed with the things of God. We need to be careful. God is talking to you today because he wants you to be free. And it is going to get worse. I know it's going to get worse because the enemy knows, he knows. So what does it mean to be spiritually possessed? Demons or evil spirit, or even Satan himself can also possess human beings. Demonic possession is a condition in which one or more evil spirits inhabit the body of a human being and take complete control of their victim. They exercise authority over them. The only thing left is the person's personality. Possession does not mean that a person is not responsible for his own sins. He is responsible and often he will have been deceived and led into that state. There are people that make the choice to let Satan be their king. So that happened willingly. They're looking for fame, money, and that's something that you choose to do. And you know now, more than ever, everyone is talking about that every, in, in, in everywhere. They are people on Facebook that can read cards, that can do all that stuff, numbers, uh, tea leaves, all of that. That's now normal. So that happened to these people that they made a covenant with the enemy, but they did it willingly. They're not only looking for fame and fortune. They are looking 
to manipulate and control others through curses. But also possession can also occur unwillingly. An individual does not ask to be possessed. But through sinful thoughts and actions or contact with the occult, a possession may result. And what is the, what is the purpose? When the enemy takes control over your body, he has an agenda that you are going to carry. Think about that one. When you disobey, you know, being disobedient, when God tells you to do one thing and you do another thing, it scares me. It really, really scares me. I, I testified last um, Friday how I am doing some kind of uh, business that the Lord told me I had to do. And remember what he said, let it go. I never asked God, and this is something I want to emphasize this, because you see, by the grace of God, I didn't ask God, but I thought that you told me to get this, and now you want me to let it go? To me, if I will do it, or anyone that will do that, it tells me you don't respect God. Because you're not talking to, to, you're not talking to a lawyer, you're not talking to a doctor, you're not talking to a person. You're talking to the one that created you and created everything that exists. And you know, I'll tell you exactly how it happened. He said, let it go. But I know the enemy immediately wanted to bring some thoughts to my mind, and I did not want to deal with it. So I started praying in the spirit. And I said, okay. And I felt in my heart that he said three days. Let it go. But then three days. And at the third day, the person contacted us to say that what I have decided at the beginning when I spoke to them that he was going to let go for that. So after all of that, if I start arguing with God, the things that God asks us to do, our mind cannot comprehend. 
There is no way our mind can comprehend it. There is too much flesh in us. So God wants us, God, I'm telling you, please, every prophet is saying there is no time. There is no time. Get it right. Four years ago, no, maybe five, maybe five. One day I was praying and the Lord said to me that he was going to close the mega churches. I didn't tell anybody because for me to say that, I don't need to be known. Maybe God just told me for, for me to know. And time went on, and then all of a sudden, the prophet started talking about the mega churches. I had an encounter with the Lord, and there was a long table. And to me, it was like we were having a meeting. But I saw Jesus on the other side of the table doing something. And I didn't know where I was permitted to sit. And because I didn't know where to sit, I stood there without sitting anywhere because I looked to the head and I said, I know that's for Jesus. I looked to the other end and I wasn't sure. So I said to the Lord, he said to me, I was standing like in the middle of that long, long table. And he said to me, it was like he was like working on, on the floor, doing something on the floor. And he said to me, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I really, really don't want to do it. But I don't have no choice. I don't have no choice because if I don't, do not close the mega churches, none of them will be saved. This is bold to say something like this, but I know God said it. And you're going to hear a prophecy in a little bit about that. He said, I need to save a few of them. God didn't say he was going to save everybody. God said, I, I need to uh, save a few. That's when I was going through my transition um, you know, I was, my blood pressure was all over, but I knew that I have saw Jesus and I knew that we had a conversation. The only thing that he repeated to me is, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And he kept telling me, I don't want to do it. 
now all the prophets does prophesy that this is his plan. I will never forget the way that he spoke to me with a broken heart and the way that he said that the only reason he needed to do this is to save a few. And he emphasized to me a few. If I don't do this, it's just to save a few. Just think about it. God is calling us to holiness. God is calling us to repentance. It doesn't matter how much I teach you. It will be wasted if you don't apply it to yourself and if you don't see it as coming from God, especially for you. Everything he teaches me, I am so, so, so blessed and honored that he takes the time to share things with me. But it does, I, it does not matter how much I emphasize. But as his voice, I need to tell you what he's saying. It is a time to repent. You need to learn to listen to his voice. When whatever is coming is coming because we know it's coming. You cannot expect somebody else to hear for you because the people that are around you now, you don't know if they're going to be there or if Jesus is going to take you and hide you in a cave. And if Jesus tells you run and hide in a cave, you cannot take anybody else with you because then you both are going to die. You cannot be thinking about the other person unless God tells you. To. You're going to have to survive on your own, but knowing that God is there with you no matter what. This is the time for you and me to be clean, to be set free. And you can read about this in the uh, story in Mark 5, 1 through 5, with a man that uh, was living in a tomb who had an unclean spirit. Demonic possession separates people from society. It destroys their dignity. And you have seen that they can even behave like animals. 
and why do they behave like animals? You can see them like serpents on the floor. You, you have seen all of that. In America, we haven't seen that in the way that in other countries, it's like normal because it happens all the time. The enemy wants to make fun of God's creation. When we are double-minded, the enemy is making fun of God's creation. And this is what he was telling me today. Just prepare because this is hard. Yesterday he was saying to me, and I'm telling you today, do not allow Satan to take advantage of you. And the only reason that Satan take advantage of us is because we are ignorant of his devices. So today, that was this afternoon, he was talking to me and one of the things he said, and what I'm gonna say to you is, is, is really hard, but maybe someone other than me needs to, to listen to this. God says that the enemy is making fun of the people in the churches, because even though they go to church, some pray all day, some give money, some feed the hungry, they do everything that it is good. But they are double-minded. They are busy doing what they want to do. But the majority of them, they are not doing God's will or purpose. And we know that in James 1, 8, uh, the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all its ways. And, and when I look, because that this was bothering me. This was late this afternoon. Um, it was maybe around four, and this was bothering me. And I'm saying, you know, what's going on? And I said, let me, let me just look for the meaning of what is a double-minded people, person. It says a person with a double-mind life is two-faced. It says double tongue. People who are double-minded are not sought out for service in any capacity because they are not faithful and they can't be trusted. They make promises 
that they can fulfill. They make covenants that are broken that become curses in their life. I was like, Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm going to say this again. Because they are not faithful, they can be trusted. They make promises that they can fulfill. But they make covenants that are broken. And those covenants become curses in their own life. Because they're always making promises that they're going to do this, that they're going to do that. And like we learned from the beginning, that was the, the, the word God gave me, covenant. Those covenants, they become curses in their own life. That is hard. That is hard. Do you know a way that the Bible talk, it, it, an easy way, and sometimes we don't even know to get a curse in your life, a really, really, really bad curse, I'm going to tell you in a minute. Demonic possession separates people from society. It destroys their dignity. And one can even behave like animals. But the, the, the reason that all of this is happening is because God wants to make a mockery. Of God's creation. I want you to think about that. And we are allowing these things to go on in our lives. And I assure you that if we are in disobedience, it doesn't matter how many times you cast those out because the enemy is not going to listen to you. If we're not living holy life, Remember that anything that has to do with curses on a Christian life has to do with the heart. And I have said, if you are a prideful person, I have said that if you are jealous, if you do not respect those that God has sent into your life to be your spiritual guide, spiritual mother, spiritual father. If you have a problem with your either spiritual mother or spiritual father, you're opening a door. There are so many things, but let me show, let me re remind you many years ago during a, um, 
uh, radio program, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to tell the people about this issue. And uh, I, God gave it to me. I haven't, at that time, I haven't seen this in the Bible. And I said, every pastor in the area is going to be very upset. And I said, because I knew the area and I knew, I knew, I knew what was going on. And it was, it, it did happen. It did happen. People were upset. They wanted uh, the radio station to uh, close my program. So let me give this to you. Please share with other people. In 1 Timothy 5, 8, it says, If any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own household, he has denied the faith, and it is worse than infidel or unbeliever. Do you know how many children today are out there without parents? Do you know how many men or women have children and they don't support them? But they go to church every Sunday and God is telling them, if you do not provide for your own children, and especially for your family, you have denied the faith and you are worse than an infidel. We were young and we started having children and we didn't know what we were doing. And we, in one way or another, we all have gone through situations, similar situations. But when you know what the word of God says about you, that it doesn't matter if you are a pastor and you do not support your children, you are worse than an infidel. So if you know anyone that finds themselves in that situation, show them this Bible verse. It really almost cost me for my program to be canceled. Because I knew that a lot of the pastors were not supporting their children.
share with someone. In 2 Timothy 4.18, the Lord says, The Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. So everything that we have learned tonight, God is saying to you and me, now you have clarity in the truth, but if you repent yourself, I promise that I will deliver you. I promise, Lord, that whenever you tell me, I hear your voice, you tell me to do something. Don't allow my heart to harden. Because you know the consequences when that happens because you're in rebellion so you are operating out of witchcraft in second thessalonians 1 6 the god says to us that because he's a righteous god he's gonna repay tribulation to those who trouble you. It could be a spirit. It could be, it does not matter. He's going to pay. So my question is, why do I still in the same situation? He said, he promised that he will pay with tribulation to those who trouble you. It is the time for you to listen. Outside of God, we cannot find the answer. You cannot go to church and say that because you go to church, you're safe and you'll be okay. No, you can't say that. You need to say, oh, because I hear this program or that program because I'm a, 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 an apostle. Or an, you cannot say that. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter the position that you carry. If you don't obey the voice of God, you are going to end up in hell. Um, Carlene, can you, it's a very three minutes uh, recording and it's a prophetic word. And I beg you to listen to this prophetic word. It's not from me but it's from someone that I know for many, many years. And I just want, he's not a person that 
you know, is debating or, or saying this, that, no. And I was surprised when, you know, he was able to put this out there. So please listen. God is telling us, get ready, get ready, get ready. Don't go to hell because of your disobedience. Don't go to hell because you want to do what you want to do. Remember, you are alive today because God created you. So if he created you, the only reason you're here on this earth is because of him. So how come you stab him in the back by not obeying? How come? Go ahead, Carlene. What do you see the Lord is yes. showing you of yes. what's going to be happening with the church and what's going to be happening in our nation? Uh, the first thing I want every believer to pray for October. Okay. The month of October will be a very strange month, especially for America. This October, we need okay. to sincerely and seriously pray. The second thing, God is drawing a, a, a line on this in, in the sand. God is going to make a big distinction between his anointed and those who are playing or pretending to be his anointed. Not because the level of persecution will increase, but there is a greater hunger for the word of God that is being released into the world. Mm. So many people will have so many questions. So many people will be suffering and people will look for help. But only those who the finger of God is upon, those who have been anointed by God, will carry the next wave of the power of God in this nation. Mm -hmm. A lot of the men of God that were known, that played church, their congregation is about to drop and they will go into small cities to seek the hand of God because a hunger of the word of God is coming. And this is advice to men and women of God that are in church. Go back to your first love or else God is going to take his sheep from you. Because God is in his heart, he's grieved because his sheep are being malnutritioned before his great coming. He wants to come and find a sheep, a, a flock that is perfect. And your duty is to perfect his body before he comes. Mm -hmm. But you have not fed them correctly. God will take those who are small and make them great. Wow. And the great are going to become small. Wow. It is a warning. Go back to seeking God. Go back to the place of fasting. Go back to the place of praying. Go back to the place of the hunger of God. Don't play mm. church. Don't just do things because it's beautiful. Mm. I have a good congregation. I have beautiful people surrounding me. Mm. Look how big my church is. That's I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't care if there was a, a thousand people or one person. My faithfulness in serving God has never changed. Mm. That is how God wants us to be. If anything, I am seeking how more I can serve God even great to outdo what I did in the past. The greatness of a man or woman of God is not known by how many sheep you have. 
it is known by the integrity in which you carry the sheep, mm -hmm. how you change them and bring them to the knowledge of Christ that they can go out and win more for Jesus. If your flock is just sitting in the church saying, yes, preach, pastor, God is about to take his sheep from you. Amen. Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, because you always confirm. Lord, we are so grateful that you are so patient with us. The only thing that we should be looking at is to get closer and closer to you. But tonight, Lord, we thank you for speaking to us, for explaining to us with clarity what it is in your heart. Why do we need anything other than you, Lord? Why do we dream dreams that doesn't have anything to do with helping others? Lord, those people, I know you said it and you continue to say it. Their heart is not right. So tonight we thank you, Father God. And I pray that everything I said and everything I share, Lord, it was what it was in your heart. Uh, my job, Lord, is to prepare and equip them to fight the good fight of faith. Father, I bless everyone that is listening, Lord. Lord, I bless their coming in and their going out. Lord, I declare that their minds will be open and their heart will be receptive to the new things that you're bringing to us. Father, I thank you because you will move their heart, Lord, that if there is anything, Lord, that it is not pleasing unto you, Lord, don't let our heart harden, Lord, because we will not hear you and we will end up in hell, Father God. Have mercy. Whatever it is that you need to remove from us, whatever it is, Lord, please, we give you the liberty and we ask you to have freedom through the power of the Holy Spirit to do whatever you want us to do, Lord. Do whatever. And Lord, we give you praise and we give you honor, Father God. Lord, I know that everyone that is listening is blessed, Father. I know that they know now that it, this is the time to pray and seek your face because of what's coming ahead in October. And we know, Lord, you already talk about November and you already talk about December. And Lord, it's like we don't care. We hear and we hear the prophets speaking, but we're not willing to do what you are telling us to do, which is pray, fast, seek the Lord, repent. because the kingdom of God is at hand. And Father, I know that everyone is blessed. Their families are blessed, Lord. 
I thank you. I honor you. We give you the praise, Lord. Praise, praise be to God, Lord. Praise be to God, Lord. Praise be to God. Praise be to God, Lord. I bless your saints, Lord. I bless them. I bless them. I bless them. Father God, wake them up. Shake them, Lord. Do whatever you need to do. But don't let their soul go to hell, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father, and for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to remind all of you to go to uh, Ministry of Fire webpage. They are beautiful, uh, prophetic um, um, pages there. And I have a friend of mine that she's very dear to my heart. And she has volunteered to write these prophetic words that uh, they have been posted in the www.ministryoffire.org uh, and go to the prophetic part. And I know that you're going to be blessed. Even before I was going to go in surgery, um, maybe like a week prior to that, I have spoken to her and uh, she's an intercessor. That's her job. And the Lord gave her such a beautiful word for me to be encouraged and be able to go uh, through the surgery, but to know that God was there with me. And I have to tell you, through my surgery, God was there. God was there after the surgery. God has been there all along. And I give him the glory because it's all about him. The reason that he allowed me to have surgery is because I needed to come back with a testimony to glorify him, to exalt him. So just know, know that God wants to deliver you and God wants to set us free until next week be blessed and next week i'm going to have a couple of other prophetic words uh, to share with you because i think it's necessary more than ever god bless have a blessed week i bless your family i bless you coming in you're going out i bless your mind and i bless your job i bless everything that concerns you in the name of jesus it is so be blessed Is he that call you will establish and forgive and keep us from evil? Faithful God, cleanse us, deliver us, and save us. You are the covenant keeper with those who love and obey you. Oh Lord, your judgments are right. You confirm and establish those you have called. Oh Lord, thy faithfulness reaches to the sky. Master of the universe, you are faithful.
reaches to the sky Master of the universe, you are faithful You are faithful, our confidence and future is in your faithfulness even when we go astray you show us your faithfulness master of the universe you are faithful all our justice and righteousness are in you oh lord even your judgments are right You confirm and establish those you have called Oh Lord, oh Lord Thy faithfulness reaches to the sky Master of the universe, your faith Faithful God